about um, their greetings. Um, he is risen. He is right? risen indeed. And it wasn't just on Easter, it was all the time, right? So you'd run into Christians and you would say, He is risen. He is risen indeed. That's kind of cool, isn't it? <laughs> um, we live in a culture, right, that, that, that um, doesn't look at this message well. Um, and actually, it, it, we got a solid parallel with, uh, with, with the folks that the Christians were amongst in the early days, right? Because you have the early church sort of sprouted um, very heavily in Greece, right? We get a lot of our letters from Greece. And, and um, there were a lot of folks that didn't like the idea of resurrection. They figured everything that was physical was bad, right? That's early Greek philosophy. And, and it, you know, once you're dead, you, you become spiritual, right? And, and um, so there was this huge fight that happened in the early church about, you know, well, do people really come back? Can't we agree with what everybody else is saying? Um, and actually, nowadays, you see this. You see this with... Um, um, sort of in the other direction, where everything physical is good, right, and spiritual is not there. And so, like, there's this attitude that's pervaded our culture that this is all there is. Um, you know, that you, you should eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die, right? <laughs> this, enjoy it while you got it, or, or I'm going to say it, and, and please don't throw anything, you only live once. Oh, is that the most irritating phrase ever? <laughs> I may only live once, but I plan on living forever. Um, and it starts with Jesus, right? Um, it starts with the empty tomb. Um, we're going to be looking at 1 Corinthians 15 if you got a Bible. Otherwise, it will be on the screen and you'll be at the mercy of me moving back and forward. Um, 1 Corinthians 15. Uh, the whole letter of 1 Corinthians is, is dealing with all these little questions and theological issues. And, and people would say, well, wait a minute. You know, we got this question. How do we deal with this? How do we deal with this part of baptism? Or there's a guy who goes to our church who's dating his mother-in-law. Should we let him do that? You know, that kind of thing. And, and Paul addresses all these individual questions. And at the beginning of the chapter, he, he does this, like, statement of faith, right? That, um, you know, for I deliver unto you of first importance, but I also receive that Christ rose from the dead. Um, this is, this is, um, this is, this is sort of this early, early faith statement. This is what they believe. And, and there were people in this church who were saying, hey, Nobody is raised from the dead. Nobody comes back. Um, that's it. Once you're dead, you're dead. What happened to my... Is it not working? It's not working. Um, well. And so we're going to actually start a few verses, and we're going to start at verse 12, because it's a long chapter. Um, but if it is preached, if, if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you now say there is no resurrection of the dead? If there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised um, and if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. Um, so as a starting point, as we discuss Easter, as we discuss this, this resurrection occurrence, um, everything that we do is pointless without today. Everybody with me? Um, if you put away this day, then love your neighbor as yourself, doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, right? Because this is all there is. You know, there ain't no heaven, there ain't no... You know, resurrection, there ain't no coming back. Everybody who dies in their sins is gone, right? There is no hope without today. And so, without Easter, without Jesus, this is it. Um, let me find my, I get my slideshow back now, I can get back to where I was. Um, more than that, we have found to be false witnesses about God, for we have testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead. But 
And, but he did not raise them if, in fact, the debt are not raised. Um, so what he's talking about here, first off, who raised, who raised the from the debt? God did. Um, it's very easy to slip into this place where you say, well, Jesus raised from the dead. In reality, what happens here is God raises Jesus from the dead, right? So Jesus is, is crucified for our sins. That's Friday, right? You, me, and, and, and John, and, and Jimmy over there, we all sin, right? We all do bad things. We all stand before God guilty um, and deserving punishment. Um, we've all earned it ten times over. And, and in fact, it starts with Adam. Right? What's the what's the warning that Adam got? If you eat off that tree, you will surely die. die. Um, and that's what happened, right? Adam and Eve died. They weren't meant to die. They were meant to live forever and ever and ever, right? If that tree thing hadn't happened, we'd be spending time with Adam and Eve occasionally. And that'd be kind of cool, right? Except I, I look good in clothes, I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> 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 Your faith is futile. 
you're still in your sins, right? So if Jesus didn't come back, if, if this is all made up, if the people who say, oh, well, you, know, you believe in an invisible sky, man, this is, this is true, you're all still in your sins, and so am I. And so we're hosed, right? We're in trouble. Um, and even more so than those also who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. Meaning, everybody that we know, if Jesus didn't come back, if the disciples had shown up in the garden and walked up to the tomb, if that tomb had still been closed and the body had still been in there, right? Everybody we know that's died in faith, that's it. That's the end. That's a terrible if, isn't it? I mean, we would be gathering to celebrate no hope. Um, Jess and I watched a, watched a movie uh, that, that I you could probably skip. It's got Steve Carell in it, uh, uh, Seeking a Friend from the End of the World where the world is coming to an end and everybody sort of knows it's going to happen and, and they've got a certain number of days and so like people start doing things like just killing themselves, right? Why? Because you're going to die anyway in a week or two. What's the point? There's no hope. Or they go to a restaurant and everybody's living crazy, right? There's no hope. Why? Because we're all just going to die in the end. Um, and then there's a scene where they walk out onto a beach and their folks being baptized and their folks are celebrating the time that they have because they recognize that how do we know life is eternal? Well, we'll get to that in a second, right? Um, but if there's no resurrection, if there's no life after, this is it. Um, Paul starts out in a really hard way. Why? Because he wants to make it very clear to us. Without this, this is the center point of the faith. And that's why when Christians gathered, they didn't say hello. They said, he is risen. He is he risen indeed. I enjoy that. Um, <laughs> um, if only for this life we have hope in Christ. We are, we are all, we are all, I mean, I mean, if for this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. Meaning Paul has spent his whole life going around telling people, I saw Jesus raised from the dead, right? So if Jesus didn't rise from the dead and Paul's just going around like being tortured and living homeless and cold and hungry and all the other disciples, right? Like, like all of these guys got tortured to death. I think John's the only one who died of natural causes in prison. After being boiled in oil once. <laughs> and he says, look, you know, we're doing this. We're wasting what we got, right? You only live once. Oh, I said it again. Um, <laughs> this is all there is. If that's true, then we're to be pitied most because we're wasting what we got, right? And we're telling people lies with what we got. If, if, if the tomb is still full. If. Um. The chapter, like this chapter, I said that it opens with this. Paul moves on to address the idea that the re resurrection is intimately connected to our resurrection. If Jesus isn't raised, neither are we. If Jesus wasn't raised, there's nothing after this. I said that, right? Um, if there's no resurrection, there's no hope. Um, Jesus is our hope because he took sins on himself. We got our sin otherwise, and then he defeated death. Um, 20 to 22, but Christ has indeed risen from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection comes also through a man. For at it, as in Adam, all die, so in Christ are all made alive. All right, so Jesus was risen, right? He is risen? He's risen indeed. And this is the source of our hope, right? Because of that, we get up and we look and we say, you know what? I may die. There may be a funeral for me. Um, my wife may toss my ashes in the dumpster when it's all said and done. Um, but anywhere I'm spending eternity, right? I'm coming back. 
And actually, a little later on, Paul says, you know what, it's not like we're coming back like we are now, like I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be ashes because, you know, just had me set on fire or whatever. Like, like <laughs> if you're on fire, wake up. Um, <laughs> we're going to be brought back perfect. And so sick, right? Anybody have arthritis? The old people should be raising their hands. Anybody have aches and pains? Anybody gets headaches from the, the allergies? Anybody losing their hair? Crook. We'll be brought back perfect. All of that nasty, it's all of that brokenness, all of that imperfection gone. Because it's never the way it was meant to be, right? And, and everything will be made exactly the way it was intended to be. Perfect, yeah. Um, the resurrection isn't just the sign of us being saved and us living forever. It's also the sign of creation being redeemed. Everything being set right again. Um, like showing up and getting a brand new car. Like, like, like perfect again, right? Anybody ever bought a new car? It's nice to have a new car. And then about a year later, the mirror falls off. Um, <laughs> and a year after that, you get seats ripped. And, and a year after that, you got kids and they're like mashing Oreos into the, into the chairs and stuff. <laughs> brand new, perfect again. Um, only perfect in a way like it'll never break down, so it'll be a four. Um, <laughs> for all men, uh, for Adam, all men died. The other thing here is that he's the first fruits, right? So if I had an apple tree, it would die about a week later, but some of you might have fruit trees, right? Or the Dirk is actually have a garden, and they're really good at it. And, and I'm guessing that right, right in the beginning of the, the season for, for harvesting, you know, right in the beginning of like the fruit part growing, they come out and lo and behold, they're strawberries. You grow strawberries, right? The deer ate them all. The deer ate them all. <laughs> That's a different sermon. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't even know what you're growing in your garden now. So they come out, they have hot peppers, right? They get their jalapenos. And the first one is there's always a day you come out, there's a first one, right? There's always a day you come out, and there's that first jalapeno on the bush. And you're like, oh, it's there. Right? The spice of life is there. It's coming. <laughs> How do we know that it's going to happen? Because Jesus was first, right? He's the first fruits, meaning he's the first one we encounter, but there's a whole heck of a lot more coming, right? Um, what Paul is doing here is he's making this point that this resurrection completely, utterly linked to ours. And so when we celebrate Jesus died for my sins, right? That was Friday. And then today, Jesus defeated death. He beat it through and through. Which is funny, right? Because if you know the scriptures, you know that, that folks expected that Jesus, the Messiah, would show up and beat up the Romans. The Romans were kind of taking over the country and bullying them. And, and they expected Jesus was going to be this revolutionary. And then he allowed himself to die. And they're like, he didn't beat our enemies at all. But in fact, on Easter morning, he beat our worst enemy. Our biggest, nastiest bully of the right? Because we're all going to die. John, actually, it's one of the best things I've heard in a sermon in years, right? Um, he's talking about uh, Henry. Is it okay that I do this? Okay. Uh, he's talking about Henry and how, how when Henry rode that Bronco, right, he could beat a Bronco. He could ride him out. I mean, it was unreal. Like, the, we watched a video of it. The guy was magic, right? Or he wore blue on his pants or something. I don't know. Um, it worked, right? Um, but death is the one we can't beat. Death is the horse that's always going to kick us. Death is the... You don't win in the end. Everybody loses. 
but in Christ, we don't. We may get tossed off, but in the long run, we'll be back. And it'll be perfect. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that worth celebrating? Christ is risen. He's risen risen indeed. There should be spice in that, right? Like the first jalapeno. Like like the first fruit. Because in the beginning, Jesus. And then all the rest of us. Um, But each in turn, Christ the first fruits, when he comes, those who belong to him. uh, Or when he comes, those who belong to him. So first Jesus, and when Jesus returns, everyone else. So everyone you ever loved. And you will come back. It's coming. Your, your grandparents who were in Christ, your, your friends who were in Christ, those who were, were born before the, or who died before the time, um, you know, are, are given grace in Christ. And all of them, every last one of them, all come back. It's good news. It's the best news you can possibly get. It's better than, than beating some temporary enemy. It's even better than beating some you know, problem or hang-up you have in your life or some sickness you may be going through right now because it's forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And I could go on all morning. Believe me, that's my wife. <laughs> then the end will come when he hands over the kingdom of God, to, <coughs> the kingdom to God the Father after he has destroyed all dominion and authority and power for he must reign until he has put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death, for he has put everything under his feet. Um, So, the end will come. Everyone will be raised, right? Every bit of wickedness, every bit of power, every bit of, you know, beating down the folks around him, every bit of sickness gets beaten by Christ in the end. And the very last thing that gets beaten is death. Why? Because there's a resurrection, and it is no more. Um, Because God puts everything under his feet. Now, when it says that everything has been put under him, it is clear that this does not include God himself, right? Because God is putting everything under Christ's feet. Who put everything under Christ, is what Paul said. Um, when he has done this, then the Son himself will be made subject to him who put everything under him, so that God may be all in all. So why is God doing this? Well, part of it is he's doing it because God loves us, right? Um, I read a quote this morning. Jesus cried then, and he suffered then, so that he could rejoice with us eventually. So why does God fix this? Why does God defeat death? Well, the beginning is rough, right? Like, that's a big part of it. Um, The other part of it is so that he can be all in all, so that God can be recognized as all in all. Why? Because if we are all those, if we all die, if we all go to hell, if we're all beaten, um, and there was no way out of it, then that's an enemy that God could not overcome. And ultimately, my God can overcome anything, right? Even death. He is risen. And it's something we're celebrating. It's the best thing you can possibly get. Um, And ultimately, the best thing that we can get back is to make God all in all. To point to Him and say, My God deserves glory for this. Right? That's why we sing in worship, because my God deserves glory for this. Not me. Not the Easter Bunny. I know, it's hard to hear. We're going to close in prayer. And as we go on this morning, as we as we eat our breakfast together and we spend some time celebrating, right? And we move our cars farther away so old people don't have to walk as far. Um, we're going to spend the morning like celebrating this, right? My God is all in all. My God defeats everything. 
and I'm alive from now until eternity, even if I die in the middle, I'm living forever now. We're going to close with prayer. And I think we got one more song, right? Heavenly Father, I pray that you would uh, give us your grace this morning. Help us to recognize that that your son died for us and that, he was, that you raised him from the dead, that, that, uh, that you are all in all in this, that you've defeated everything, that you are over everything, and that we need not fear dying, that we need not fear losing anything that we ever really love. Uh, because in Christ we get it all back. In, in your son's name, in your risen son's name, I pray.